All right. Good afternoon. So welcome to another Conduit podcast. A reminder that Conduit is a tribe of leaders and owners in the residential trades. And while we certainly don't have it all figured out yet, we do recognize that we get better together. My name is Jerry Bierman. I'm the owner operator of Alluring Glass. And today we've got another buddy of mine, Brad Ewing. I don't know if you call it Brad owner operator or principal at ESM Architects. Welcome, Brad. Uh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, we're co-owner and principal. So yes, yeah. So and you and I've been uh, been buddies for a while, and and I appreciate you being on today, especially because um, the uh, me running into I think I shared with you the story of running into John Ish, who's a mutual friend of ours, well respected um, leader in the uh, residential architectural side in Cincinnati and running into him at a salad bar last, I think it was Monday actually, and saying, gosh, you know, I'd love to have you on the podcast. And he, like you, is a very humble um, leader. And he was like, oh gosh, just kind of shrugged it off. And as I shared with you, Brad, I said, gosh, you know, John, we see you at all the industry events, uh, but very few of us really know you. And it struck me that we see each other, friends, um, but we really don't know, like how in the world did Brad Ewing end up a principal at ESM? And not that we're gonna be able to cover that in great detail in 20 or 30 minutes, but I thought this would be, this would be fun for me for sure um, to have you on and hear a little bit about your story. So kind of kicking off with your your wife and kids and um, realizing you have grandkids, although you look incredibly young. Um, give us a little, give us a little snapshot into your family. Uh, yeah. So I, um, I married my high school sweetheart, uh, our, our Chris. Uh, we sort of joke that we had to get married to uh, live in the same city because she went to a different high school than I did. And, we went to different colleges, but we dated all the way through. So I uh, got married and, and I've been married for uh, 28 years. Um, Congratulations. Okay. That's awesome. Thanks. Yeah. yeah, it is. So she's, she's wonderful. And we have six kids um, ranging from 24 to uh, twins that are 10. So wow. Uh, girl, girl, boy, girl, boy, girl, boy, girl. <laughs> so, uh, wow. that's yeah, a bunch. So, uh, <laughs> it is. It's, and our, our three youngest, uh, so we got one, one married and have uh, with kids and, uh, a grandson and then, uh, one in college, one in high school, one in junior high, and then twins that are, uh, 10. So, wow. And did you say, just to clarify, you have one grandchild, one grandchild, Reuben. Yeah. Yep. So, he, wow. That's awesome. He's fun. He's 18 months old, and uh, I'm still getting used to the idea of being, you know, it's kind of tricky being a dad and a grandpa because the grandpa spoils and the dad still has to toe the line. So that's a little <laughs> tricky sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw a bumper sticker um, years ago, and it said something like, uh, "If I knew grandkids were so much fun, I would have had them first. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. But you've got so you've got some young ones. You've got Reuben, and then you've got. Uh, did you say your twins are ten? Yeah. So it's interesting. Um, we, 
Yeah, I, I tell people I'm going to be architecting for a long time because because uh, <laughs> yeah. our twins are ten. So um, uh, I don't um, retirement's not in sight. But um, yeah. our three youngest are adopted from Ethiopia. Uh, awesome. So we had three birth kids, and then our three youngest, Asher's thirteen. We adopted him when he was seven months old, and then our twins, Nate and Kate, uh, were adopted at age uh, four brought them home on their fourth birthday so wow. so that's a big on the personal side uh that's a big been a big part of our life uh yeah. love love all of them um yes. but it, it certainly have a part for adoption so. well you you metaphorically and literally have married a saint <laughs> yeah right <laughs> right <laughs> you're right so that's a sign of intelligence yes good for you that's amazing yeah. Yeah, Chris is awesome. That's fantastic. So give us a little behind the curtain, like, um, you know, from high school, college. Um, did you always want to be an architect? It's funny because, well, the joke for architects is that every Christmas party, cocktail party, any social event you go to, you tell somebody you're an architect, and they all go, oh, yeah, I, was, I thought about doing that at one point. Because everybody kind of either plays with Legos or somehow thought about maybe building. Yeah. Um, so when I look back, I certainly feel that way. But I don't know that that's that special because, uh, like I said, everybody sort of says that or thinks that at one point. Um, mm -hmm. But looking back, I mean, I was thinking about, um, I mean, one of my high school dates was Chris and I going to, you know, Cincinnati Homerama back when that was maybe a bigger deal than it is now and uh and the funny part is that my my uh former partner mentor mark mcconnell you know mm -hmm. that was one of the years that he had a house and in 1985 i still remember and so it's just fun i didn't know him then but you know i was 16 or something and going to homerama and and seeing his house and and here i am you know wow 30 some years later um you wow. know doing it so did you know did you know mark then i didn't i didn't know him then and uh and there were a couple other sort of near misses where we we could have run into each other but i met him uh actually sort of at a newcomers thing at our we were going to the same church and met him and i was i was already out of college and working as an architect for a home builder and he had the fir his firm, which was at that time Mark McConnell Associates. And so we just wow. met and we started having lunch, I don't know, maybe three or four times. And then he offered me a job. So That's I, was, awesome. I was green, but it, yeah. was, it was a good connection. Divine appointments, as they say. Right. That's awesome. Right. And where did yeah. you go to high school? So I went uh, to King's High School up by King's yeah. Island. Yeah. and. Yeah, I grew up in Indianapolis, moved to Cincinnati in 81, uh, went to King's High School and then uh, Miami University. Gotcha. For my architecture. So I'm like one of the few architects in Cincinnati that's not a DAP grad. But, yeah. Um, and then uh, from there, I, I, my senior year, I got a job part-time at Ryland Homes, which is a was a Cincinnati yeah. national home builder, right? Yeah, and they they hired me and said, "Well, we'll hire you if you promise to come to work for us after you graduate," which is kind of the opposite of what we, you know, now it's like <laughs> there's sort of it seems the opposite. I had to promise them that I would stay, but right, um, that was the market at the time, I guess. So yeah, 
Yeah. So that was your first. So you had like a summer intern job there, I imagine. Yeah, I had, I, I was I had like one semester left of school and it was just a studio architectural studio class. So I had a mm-hmm. lot of I had two full days free and half the day the rest of it. So I probably worked, I don't know, 20 hours for them. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I graduated, I went full time for a year before I met wow. Mark. For, OK. And then how many years were you at Ryland? So I was I think I was at Ryland for a year, um, kind of met Mark partway through that and saw the opportunity of kind of going to a more traditional architecture firm where it's, you know, custom design, that kind of thing. And that appealed to me, but I have this, this loyalty bone in me. So it was a really hard decision because I felt like I was being a traitor to mm. jump ship. But um, when I went in and told my boss at Ryland that that's what I was going to do, he said, you know, I, I understand what you're doing. I think I I can see that that's a good move for you. So it, was, yeah. it felt good, and I still re- am friends with him. So. Yeah. Do you remember the? I mean, not the exact, but can you remember generally how how much time were you carrying the weight of that decision? Was that a was it a month? Was it six months? Was it a year? How how long were you considering whether or not you should leave or stay? Um, I think it was probably about a month. I think, uh, yeah, I, I mean, we were kind of meeting through the summer, I would say. And then, um, Mark offered me a spot maybe mid fall. And my first day of work with him was, uh, November 2nd, 1991. For some reason, I always remember that. So I, I think I had a, a sleepless weekend just trying to wrestle through you know, because it's not like there's bad options, but yeah. you pick one, you sort of close the door on another one. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah, so probably about a month. And how big, uh, just for a context standpoint, how big, like how many employees were at Ryland-ish? Um, well, I mean, I don't even, in, in the architectural services department, you know, that's what they called it. It was, there was probably, there were three or four registered architects and then a lot of uh young staff like me maybe uh another half a dozen so it was like a 10 person operation and we were drawing houses for cincinnati columbus and indianapolis something like that so so, yeah and so when you transitioned to mark's business were you did mark have any other employees or were you were you the only employee? How many how many guys did Mark have at that time? Uh, no, he he had uh, he had a good group. Um, okay. Yes, it was. Uh, I'm gonna say about half a dozen folks, but okay. I was the I was you know the the entry yeah. <laughs> level guy. Yeah, and can how did how did it feel? Like, did it feel? You know, I I we talk about family businesses. Did it feel? more intimate did it feel substantially different as far as the work environment or did it feel very similar um, to bigger corporation I, I think the biggest difference was um i mean people are people you know so it was the the relationships were similar um but um it, the work was a lot different because mm-hmm. and 
you know, I was like this suburban kid outside the Beltway. And I mean, if I'd ever been to Hyde Park or Indian Hill, I, I, you know, I didn't remember it. (laughs) So all of a sudden, all the work that we were doing was in, was really in Cincinnati neighborhoods. And so it just felt really different because at that time we weren't even doing very many, um, but we, we had kind of shifted or, or pretty soon after I got there, we shifted to more like renovation work and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like, it was very custom kind of, you know, working for clients, not working for making products, I guess is yeah. the best way to say it. And did you, when you, when you went to, to, to McConnell, did you uh, immediately start working with uh, like uh, client facing, like were you engaged in, um, the like the the initial process with clients uh no it took a while and what i remember at one point mark and i still talk about this there was this one point maybe i don't even know how far in maybe six it might have been six weeks in it might have been six months in i can't remember when i was i just kind of looked at him like when am i when am i going to know how to do all this you know because it was like <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah you know yeah and he said and he, he said oh you know in, a, in about a year i think <laughs> um but it, it i don't know it's kind of this funny thing where you know you graduate from college before you graduate from college you think oh when i graduate from college i'm going to know everything and then you get to the end and you realize gosh there's a lot i don't know and right so it was sort of that way too coming to marks i realized how green i really was but, yeah yeah and with the with the greenness um how 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 confident of a young man were you were you very confident were you lacking confidence where can you reflect back on what that was like uh yeah well what's i mean i was kind of a big fish in a small pond um growing up i mean i actually I was valedictorian in my high school, but there was only okay. 140 in the class, you know, yeah, so it was that's like impressive. Yeah. Um, so I went to Miami and I wasn't necessarily the top designer in the studio, mm-hmm. in my studio class, but you know, I did, I did well. Um, yeah. so I was pretty confident and, uh, so, you know, it's definitely a humbling experience to get in a situation where there's so much that you don't know. But, right. um, but Mark's a good teacher and, and yeah. time, you know, if you, if you're, if you're teachable, time tends mm-hmm. to be a good trainer. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, that's good. That's really good. And so then, and a stupid question, sorry, I was just, I'm, I'm fascinated. As, like I said, as long as I've known you, there's so much of this story that I've not heard before, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. is there, um, if you weren't, if, if you wouldn't have taken the leap into uh, small business with Mark, do you think you would have, I mean, do you ever reflect back and say, gosh, I wonder, you know, where my career would have gone if I would have stayed with Ryland um, or stayed in a larger organization? Um, do you ever give yourself permission to kind of contemplate that? Yeah, it's, it's really interesting because it was a huge, um, it was a bigger fork in the road than I even realized at the time, honestly. Really? I mean, here I am, you know, that was 91. Yeah. And this is uh, 2019. So, I mean, 
here I am. I mean, I've, I've never actually left that after that decision that, uh, I'm in the same firm, even though it's changed sort of versions and iterations yeah. over the years. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I, I think I might, there, there's a lot I would, I mean, who knows, but there's a lot that I would have, I would have on a track for more of like a kind of a corporate type job, not a creative entrepreneurial small business yes. designer type job. So. Yes. And I, and I really, I, I, I admire many things about you. One of the things I admire is something you shared with me re recently, which um, you said, uh, and you, even this morning, you reiterated this and you said, you know, I'm, I recognize I'm in the people business. I'm in the people business first. And yes, we have to be a good architectural firm. And yes, we have to execute uh, at a best in class level with the craft. However, overarching, you are in the people business. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I've that I've realized is um, uh, several things, but there's a lot of great talented architects out there. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, uh, just in our city, there's a lot of great talented architects. And so, you know, there's things that some of my friends and colleagues do that just blow me away. I think I could, I, I would have never thought to do it that way. That's amazing mm -hmm. that they that they did that work. You know. Um, and, and I admire it. Um, so if all I'm sort of here to do is kind of achieve and, and be the best designer I can be, I, I mean, I definitely want to do that to the best of my ability. Mm -hmm. But, um, but the thing that's a differentiator for me or for anybody is, you know, the people that you're rubbing shoulders with the circles that you're running in. And so that's where, you know, I know people that I'm in a position to know people and influence people and just be friends with people that nobody else is just because of the, the, the circles that I'm running in, you know, not, not, yes. and so, so that's the part that, that I've realized is like, you know, a really, um, kind of a, a missional thing for me of yeah. what I'm about. Yeah. yeah. And when did, I'm sure that's been evolving. Um, as that has been evolving as you, I don't, I don't know how you are as far as having conversations with yourself or having conversations with the Lord as you're, as you're processing this, um, this, it, you know, this bread ewing morphing in from a, you know, I, I want to do my craft really well as far as architectural is concerned. And now I'm recognizing, oh my gosh, I'm a, I'm a leader of people. Not that you, not that you might be that comfortable saying that, but that's the truth is that you are now a, uh, you have grown into um, a leader of people. Um, and so was uh, that, that transformation or transition was that, you know, a year, was that 10 years? Tell me, right. give, me a little, give me a little insight on that journey. Yeah. The, I mean, the, the architecture side, what's interesting is I call myself the sort of the accidental entrepreneur because I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm not the prototypical. I mean, you, 
uh, you are, <laughs> and there's other people I know that are that they're just born to sort of they're they're born to um, lean into new opportunities and I'm more cautious. I'm more conservative. I'm more, you know, mm-hmm. not not as big into change. That, that's just how I'm wired. But yes. um, for, on the architecture side, for me, it was 2012. Uh, I was already it was already McConnell and Ewing, and I was a partner. And Mark had some serious health issues that were going to put him down for an extended period of time. Mm. And for a long time, I kind of was like, I would say things to him like, if you're not doing this, I don't want to do this. You know, I don't really yeah. ever see him doing this by myself. And and when that all happened, it was like, all of a sudden, I was like, wait a minute. I really don't want to work for anybody else. I already, I do have the skill set to do what I'm doing. And um, so so from the architecture side, it all, it was literally kind of a flip of the switch. It was sort of a defining moment. and. And I realized, hey, I can do this. Um, the the people part of it, I think, is was more me just realizing. Um, it was more natural. I am already kind of wired as a connector, um, mm-hmm. connector of people. And the the joke in the office is like, it's hard for me to go somewhere and not know somebody. Like yes. it's just kind of funny to me. Yes. Um, but. So now it's this joke, you know, we go out to lunch, where we go. Yes. I mean, I was, and I see people that I know, and it doesn't yeah. mean I know them real deep, but so, so I realized that, well, that's just, that is part of who I am. I have influence. I connect with people and I like connecting other people together. And so that's kind of the two sides of the coin, the, of, of where I am right now in yeah. terms of my, my life, yeah. my professional yeah. life. As you're saying that, I'm thinking, and, and, and it, the older I get, I'll be 53 um, next month, and um, the older I get, it's really, really interesting that, um, and I, you know, I don't know how this all works. I don't, I don't know how this all works in the Lord's plans, but like there's bad stuff that happens, and you know, our faith, you and I share, um, share the same faith, and that, that our faith is that when bad things happen, um, that somehow it's going to turn into something good. Like, you know, mm-hmm. long-term, like, I don't know how this is going to end up turning into good. Um, but bad stuff has a way of, uh, turning into some, some good, good things, some good opportunities and, and thank the Lord that Mark recovered from his, um, his, uh, medical situation and that bad situation um, created a really interesting positive opportunity for you, um, which is fascinating how that works. That I don't want to say that I don't, I wouldn't use the word reinvented yourself because you didn't change. You were the same person, but you're uh, the focus of your gift set um, or your skill set shifted a little bit in 2012. That right. you're, you're investing you're not investing all your time in the architectural plans. You're investing some of your time into the relational pieces, which is, um, yeah, which to your point is, is really good. And, and, you know, it's not to say that guys that are, that are, that are architects that are doing architectural work all day and that gives them life. That's a good thing 
for somebody like yeah. yourself that you can do both. That is a, it's a unique skill set that, um, that you have. So that's really, that's really awesome. And I know, um, you've said Mark has been a mentor, but what a, what a gift, um, Mark McConnell's been to you and to many of us, um, which I need to have him on too, because he is, my gosh, there won't be enough hours in the day for me to, uh, tape all those conversations that I could have. <laughs> well, but, yeah. um, but Mark's been a great mentor, um, to you and, and, um, encourager and developer. Um, and so that's, and it's also been really wise of you to actually, um, submit yourself to his leadership and his authority, um, as a young person. So that's, that's really spectacular. What, um, well, the thing, just, I mean, just briefly, the thing that comes to my mind is one of the things that, um, and one of the things that's really been neat and that's allowed me to, you're right, it's not reinventing. It was just sort of turning the page to a new chapter. But I mean, yeah. his encouragement to me um, is what, uh, you know, you, you asked, are you, were, are you, were you a confident person? Well, I was, I was confident. Nothing bad ever happened to me. Everything I did kind of was, mm -hmm. I won't say easy, but, you know, it came pretty easily. Then my young professional life, it was like, wow, there's a lot to learn here. But over mm -hmm. time, you know, he would just encourage me. And at a certain point he was like, you're, you're flying higher than I did, you know? And so that kind of encouragement, you just, you, that's worth more than money, you know, to yeah. me. Yeah. And so I'm trying to be that kind of an encourager to the people around me. Cause I know what a, what a boost that was, you know, you kind of look yourself in the mirror and say, I actually can do this. So yes. anyway. Yeah, no, that's powerful. I don't want to miss that. That's a, what you just said. And one of the things that I'm experiencing specifically this week with leaders is that, um, and, and Bowser said this to me Tuesday, it was powerful. He said, if you spoke to yourself, sorry, if you spoke to your friends, the way that you speak to yourself, you wouldn't have any friends. And, <laughs> and I, that really just kind of hit me in the gut. And I was thinking when you just were talking about Mark being an encourager, uh, somebody that somebody that you respect um, that is not giving you just you know somebody that's just not blowing smoke at you but somebody that you respect that when they speak their words have some weight um, what a powerful gift that mark um, had given you um, to somebody that you respected like mark for him to speak those words of encouragement and then for you to be, um, to reciprocate that to others now, that you recognize that, you know, that you've got a very similar gift. And I would argue, not that it's arguable, is that you have a certain responsibility now. Like you've been right. given a gift, Brad Ewing's been given a gift by many people, but specifically Mark McConnell. And I would say as your friend, my encouragement to you would be that what you're doing is to use that gift to lift others up. And, um, and, and quite candidly, unfortunately, the society we live in, um, there's not, not many of the leaders that we're around are getting a whole lot of affirmation, whether it's from themselves or for mm -hmm. others. And so, you know, you, you, you work in a, you work in an industry that, um, you know, guys don't do it for, um, affirmation. 
Um, they get, they get their self-worth and satisfaction out of their, their work, their craft a lot of times. And so you become something very unique when you're speaking encouragement to them. It gets, it gets me all fired up and it's, it's, um, it's something that we all need. Do you, do you remember that? It's a stupid saying, but you know, like recognition or appreciation, I, I guess it's recognition is, you know, babies cry for it and grown men die for it or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And it's so true. Yeah. So true. It is. It is. Well, and the, the challenge, I've, I mean, two things that makes me think of is one is I, I, I'm, I'm thinking a lot recently about like, do my kids hear me encourage them? You know, do they, because that's, I mean, kids crave the encouragement from their dads. I, I know that. Yes. And so are they hearing it from me? Yes. Um, which is a constant challenge, you know, to make sure I'm doing that. Uh, my wife too. But, um, but the other thing I was realizing just as you're talking is, so my, uh, as you know, my new partner is Brian Schwederman, who yes. um, I hired him as a co-op, you know, I forget, 18 years ago or something like wow. that. And, and he, he's now, you know, in, in a similar way. I mean, he's, he's flying higher than I am. And there's so many things that he does that are just way above what I do just in terms of his areas of giftedness. Well, what's so funny is to hear me, hear him say things like, well, you, you taught me this or you taught me that. And it's like, I don't remember, you know, I don't remember half of that <laughs> stuff that he's saying that I taught him. So, yes. Yes. you know, the, it's like, we need to be intentional, but whether we're intentional or not, people around us are catching the stuff that we're, that we're doing. So it's like, it's a, it's, you know, it's like they say about your kids, how they just, they imitate you. Even my adoptive kids sometimes yeah. Yeah. <laughs> say things and look, do things that look like me. Yeah. Well, they say what's, it's more, things are uh, more caught than taught type things. You see that with mm -hmm. your kids a lot. And now you're seeing it with, um, uh, with, gosh, and it's, it is a, it is a discipleship thing as well as leaders leading, right? Leaders leading leaders who lead leaders. And, what a great uh, testimony that Mark and you and Brian have is that, that those iterations of leaders, gosh, that's, that is, it's remarkable. It is remarkable. Well, I've got a, I've got a hop uh, on this call. However, I will say, you know, one of the things that we talk about as we get older is a legacy and, mm -hmm. and um, you know, and, 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 you know, Brad, as I've known you and Mark and Brian now, um, you guys have left, a, a, you have, not that you're done, like, you know, the journeys, gosh, we've got a long way to go, Lord willing, but the, the, um, the imprint that you guys uh, have already had on, let alone Cincinnati, the marketplace is powerful. And there's a lot of people that um, are positively influenced by the the character of who, who you guys are let alone the craftsmanship of who you are so um on behalf of all those people and myself i would say hey you you have done a great job brad and i i i'm glad to call you a friend um and i'm glad to be co-laboring with you in this uh in this great industry that's provided you know for our families um a remarkable lifestyle that we've uh, been able to enjoy so well done. Um, I appreciate you being on and I appreciate all you've done for many of us, Brad. 
Well, thanks. Yeah, it's uh, that's a great word. Legacy is kind of what that's sort of my my mission statement at home, and uh, I haven't really thought about it as much from a work standpoint, but it makes sense to, mm -hmm. to sort of adopt that that way too. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe we'll have another podcast in the future, and we'll talk about legacy. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Sounds All good. Right. Sounds good. We'll, we'll talk soon. Thanks again. Okay. Thanks.